we gotta yeah. dial that in. Just, yes. Am I okay to wear my boots and shit? Yeah. 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 I'm wearing my boots. Yeah. By the time I die, I'll be the realest. Got a lot up on my mind. That's why I'm on my business and I'm steady on my vibe. We're live! Hey, hey. <laughs> how you doing? Everybody feeling good today? Oh, we're Heck good. Yeah. Welcome to the Unapologetic Podcast. I am Bo Bracken. Beaumont. Beaumont Bracken. You can call me whatever you want. And we got the crew in here today. Mr. John Walker here. And Snail Doosler. Hey. Three greatest people in this room. <laughs> Listen. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we got we got a good show for you guys today. I think that um, probably one of the most important things that we do is express to you why we call this show unapologetic and what it means to us. Mm. So... When we way we came up with this unapologetic brand, right, Bo, is um, we just had this idea of – we had a lot of deep talks in <laughs> our kindergarten days, right? Sitting right next to each other. We had no op- – we had just, just had each other, bro. <laughs> just just, just us two. And, and so it was just a matter of the way this got born. I can't remember. Like we just, No, I remember. I remember. <laughs> so we, um, we were talking and – we started talking in accents and we found out that we can do two accents really well. Yes. And we started with the Brooklyn accent. We were like, holy cow, this is just another level of understanding. (laughs) And we started talking these accents and we were just ripping it, just like, just cussing and just, just the, it was just like the most real People would come around our desk. Everybody like, would just laugh. be like, listen to us and laugh. Because we were like, oh, so <laughs> we were just like, listen, listen, you understand me, bitch? I can't, damn it. <laughs> listen, we're just doing what we want to do. And I don't care who's here and who listens because I am who I am. You understand? And we just kept going and people were laughing. Oh, and then you and I were talking. We were like, dude, dude we should just, we should just do a podcast and just say whatever the F we want and just F and be unapologetic, bro. <laughs> so it started out actually. Something like that, right? It started out, but I remember driving. It started out as we did the first one, remember? And it was just like us goofing <laughs> off of and just saying stupid <laughs> crap. It was bad. And then the next day, I swear I had like this epiphany when I was driving. Like, remember? I, mm-hmm. I called you or I texted you. I said, dude, uh-huh. we need to make this something where like we use these accents and we don't do them anymore, but we're like kind of moving on from that. But we need to start something where we do something for people, like yep. try to help people. I yep. feel like we can ma- do a mix of that because we do a good job of talking about, you know, our feelings and different things like that together. Let's share that with others yeah. and help them. And what it means to be unapologetic really to us is about just being yourself and not mm-hmm. apologizing for who you are and just just being you, you know? I think that it was, it was so – it was such a cool experience because you and I, I mean – up until that point, you and I are just grinding in life, trying to, yep. not that we've made it or anything, but we've, yep. we were trying to make something of us, be somebody. And in that effort, I think in a way I lost myself, right? Like I was just pursuing something, pursuing money, pursuing this. And I really, I hadn't really 
gone into depth on who I was yeah. and like really focused on on me as a person. And so this gave us that gateway yep. to start talking about it. And it's just, it's so funny how unapologetic it was. It just started as like a, like a fun thing, like unapologetic, yeah. whatever. And then it transformed into truly the best way to live your life and benefit, bless other lives yep. is to be your, be yourself mm -hmm. and not, and, and to, to always increase your learning, always try to be better, but but be you and yeah. never apologize for that because yeah. you're unapologetic for your true self. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then just kind of moved into this where, you know, Tanil, you know, she started working with me at Tanili. Dili. My favorite person. So she started working with me at Ken Garth. And then we she's just had fantastic. Some, we took a little bit. We should post a picture of her somewhere. She's beautiful. Mm, oh, no, that's okay. Hands that's down. Right. Thanks so much. She's though. outstandingly beautiful. I'm just saying. <laughs> So is John though. Oh, thanks. So uh, <laughs> he was waiting. Oh, thanks. He I was, was just, I was just mad that you didn't oh, say it earlier, but whatever. Yeah, I'm just on me way too much. Finally, there you got a little I'm pretty you finally, uh, you know, <laughs> No, it was uh, the same thing with the way it was me with me and you was with me and Tanil. Is I have a hard time letting people in, and so it takes me a while to warm up to people. But me and Tanil had some experiences at work where she kind of expressed her feelings i expressed my feelings to her and i just realized you know this is a down-to-earth girl right here she knows her shit so i just felt like it was a good mix i felt like it was good extra to bring in mm -hmm. she she just vied with Bo right from honestly the i feel like i feel like we were missing a link yes. it was like the missing 100%. link because like we're we're pretty similar and we we have a lot of similar views and we act very similar and then so, so does, I mean, Tanil brought in a different, just a whole different vibe of an understanding of, mm -hmm. of things. And so I feel like between us three, we can really voice our opinions and our experiences to help people live a more unapologetic life. Mm -hmm. yep. We all bring something super different to the table for sure. But I think like, even when I first met John, it did take me a while to like let my walls down a little bit, but once we did, you know, took some like small walks just yep. to go get a drink or an energy drink or something. For Where did we go? And went to Good Earth. That's right, Bo. Good Earth. It's well, a great tell place. Tell her about Good Earth. You don't like Good Earth? No, it's great. It's great. It's just I never would have gone. I never would have gone in that there unless I, John would take me. I, I never would have gone in there on my own. Is I don't think she realizes that that's the box me and Bo made, and so it was like it, it was like, like that meant something. I'm saying you go to a good earth, it's like that I was our been, that was our thing. I must have been walking in your footsteps, and that we vibed so much the first time that I met you. Like if yeah, see, like yeah. if 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 he would go to good earth with someone else, I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> just die. It means nothing. It's fine. It's important. It was like yeah, the spot. And that and Wendy's, right? <laughs> no, Wendy's made me no, weigh 315 pounds, so it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's talking about Fanny, <laughs> it's fine. You can watch. So, well, yeah, no, that's how it started. And, you know, it's just a, I'm glad that we are, as a group, learning, going down this path. I feel like I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else, to be honest mm. with you. Okay. Yeah, I think that the best way to truly express how each of us 
has learned to be unapologetic is to, you know, tell a story. You know, I think we have a lot of those different moments. And for me growing up, I, my, my dad, if you know my dad, he's, he's unapologetic. He's just Sam, you know, he's just Sammy Ducci, you know what I mean? He's just like, he's the guy. And, and so I feel like from a young age, I was taught to basically be me. But like, as you go through your developmental years, education, things like that, you fall into, I guess you're molded by your circumstances and you kind of, I feel like you lose that a little bit. You lose that, maybe that innocence. Like when you're a kid, you're just, you do whatever, you know, you just, you go down the slide, you jump off things, you say whatever, do whatever. And it's, and you don't apologize for it. You're not like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You just do whatever you want. No filters. Yeah, up, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like McCray, my son, <laughs> he he's throwing stuff and he just pooped in his car seat thing today. He's like, ah! he's like, he's not saying sorry. He loves that. He's just, he is, right? And I'm serious. And as you, as time goes on, I catch myself as a 30-year-old man, you know, saying sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like apologizing for stuff that's just not, I don't need to apologize for. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought the, the whole, I think my, my biggest point of being unapologetic was with you at first. Cause so I, with me. Yeah. Okay. With you, <laughs> with John, John Walker, Hi, not to Neil, no, no. John Walker. So, uh, so, so to this point, I mean, I've, when I got married, I was making thousand dollars a month. Like I, not that that's a bad thing, but I just had very high drive to make money and and do things with my life. I got my education, and I just after that, I really I, I graduated from Weber State, and I was just working for you know I worked for some of my best friends at a dental company, and then I got this job with. Uh, Darf and and I was just going. I was like grinding it. And at this point, I had just completely lost focus of who I was. Up until before then, I was speaking with my dad on on mental health, and I was I was helping people. I was doing a lot in my life to benefit myself and benefit others. And then I just stopped because I was I had to you know I had to get to a certain point that I wanted to be at and. I think if I hadn't met John, I would not be in a good spot because he, he, I don't know, it sounds, this sounds corny, but like you, you helped me think that I was a badass. <laughs> like it completely changed the way I looked at myself. Cause I, I always, I haven't had good self image issue. I've had, you know, I've not, I've been the fat kid my whole life. I've had, you know, I've been made fun of. I had lots of, you know, stuff happened that I'm not, that I was not, I, my, my self-esteem was low. Right. And so I never really thought of myself as like a badass, you know, and I, I still don't do an extent, but when I started spending time with John, I would tell him my life experiences and things that I've done and, and things that I wanted to do. And he was just like, dude, you're a badass bitch. And I was like, what? And he just made me feel like, I was this guy that was just awesome and I was just never needed to apologize for how awesome I was just the man. And through, through our talks and our, the what we did, like at the beginning where we 
first learned about each other, I started to feel so confident in myself and like start to love myself so much that I was able to live. A di- I started being able to live a different life. And at that, I was at that point that I, you know, had, had a child and then <clears throat> moved, moved on to a different job, sold futons, sold futons instead of high cars, quality high futons. quality futons. <laughs> but I think that was, I, I guess, it, I guess it wasn't a, a moment or a story, but it was a transitional phase. And it start with me, it started myself loving myself. Hmm. And so I've, I had never really had that. And as I, as I sat down, I think you've helped me with it. I think you've helped me with it. I think Jane's helped me with it. I think a lot of people have helped me with it, but but you really made me like look, sit back and say, I'm weird. I'm Bo. <laughs> I have all these issues, but guess what? I'm awesome. Yeah. Like I, and then this is not being like a cocky, I'm awesome. It's like, I love who I am and I, I want to get better and I'm driven to be better, but I'm a good, I'm a good guy. Like I'm cool. And I need to, and, and me accepting that and saying, I love myself gave me the ability to really just take that version of me and become better off of that. Right. And then strive for, for greatness. But I think before I would have never been able to be unapologetic and be my true self if, if I didn't start to love myself first. And that is one thing that John helped me with. So you, you really don't know how much you impact someone when you, when you love them and you're kind to them and you make them feel special because everyone's special in their own way. Right. But, but like when you, when you bring someone up, like when you say, when you're saying you're good at this, you're good at that. When you take time to listen to someone and you, you figure out what they love, what they're good at you and you see what they are good at and you lift them up on that level, it, it changed my life. So that really gave me a perspective that put me in a trajectory to, love who I am and never apologize for who I am. Mm. So that's awesome. I love you, dude. That's I love amazing. you. I held back tears. It was real good. <sighs> I was I almost let it go and I was like Bo, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you. Isn't it interesting that it's uh a lot of our shit is self inflicting. And hearing it from another person, you're like, really? I am that way. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes it's hard to, I don't know, you just, you just beat yourself up. All you know? the time. And you just have these um, stories or narratives that you see yourself in in a lot of experiences where you're just like, you know, I suck at this or I'm a terrible person because I did this or you know what I mean? Well, I mean myself, I've been told in my life, you're so loud, you're too loud, you're you're loud and you're loud and crazy. And then like you were like, I love how loud you yeah. are and crazy. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like I, I was always apologizing for that. And then you're telling me that's what makes you you, Bo. Yeah. Like obviously mm-hmm. not screaming at someone's funeral, but like just, <laughs> you know, but you're loud. That's who you are. And I love you for it. Yeah. And it made me, it made me feel good. It was like, I am awesome and I can help other people feel awesome. So, well, and it's a lot of the times, and it's funny too, because that's the whole thing about the unapologetic stuff is like, we try to increase our circle and so that means we have to act a certain way to get our circle bigger. But what if we narrow down our circle and acted like ourselves hmm. and had some true connection with awesome people hmm. like Bo and Tanil here? 
to where you feel like you can just act like yourself and mm -hmm. be you and not apologize for who you are and just have maybe two or three awesome people instead of 20 or 30 because that's what you feel like is going to mm -hmm. give you some social status or whatever it is. Definitely for the status. But like even perspective on what you were saying, Bo, about how like people would be like, you're so loud. And then there's those are the people that say like, but like it's not bad. And then they're like trying to make up for the fact that they just said something that could be possibly insulting. Yeah. And then John says, you're so loud. Freaking love, I love it. it. You know, like really? it was like energetic back at you. Sometimes people take loud and Goofy. just like animated yeah. as confidence. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily the truth. Because maybe they're struggling so much on accepting themselves, they might be acting what they want to be. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes you try to fake it till you can make it, right? Or or even like they're maybe they're not acting like themselves at all because they're not comfortable mm -hmm. with their true selves. So a lot of it too is look at an outside perspective of how can I like appropriately word something to someone who might internally be struggling. Mm. So instead of saying, dude, you're so loud. Like you are just one animated son of a bitch, aren't you? <laughs> you know, like say it in a way that they're like, yeah, yeah, like I am. And give them some time to be like, like think about it. Like, did I like it when they said that? Mm -hmm. You know, I've always, maybe I'm a little over analytical, but I analyze everything that people say to me. Sometimes they may say it in such a positive way, but eventually I'll break it down to where it becomes <laughs> negative, right? Yeah. So we, we need to be more aware, I think, of everybody too, because everyone's working on getting to where they need to be. And yeah. that's what this podcast is about. I think it's about breaking down walls. So for instance, when... If you, if John were to, you know, if he had never really connected with me on a deeper level and he had been like, you're loud and awesome. Oh, I've been like, okay. <laughs> and I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have like paid attention to it, but because John had loved me first mm. and listened to me, I honestly, I think there was hours that went by that John didn't say a word. He was just listening and laughing. And I was like, <laughs> just talking. And John was just like. Just listening. And when you were done, he was still there. That's all he was doing <laughs> is listening to me. And and at that point, John, John has he had earned my love and respect. And so when John tells me something, I listen to it. Mm. When John, you know, hits me with something I suck at, I listen to it. When John tells me I'm so, I'm good at something, I listen to it because <laughs> because he's earned that right. And I think leadership wise and in life, parenting, if you can love first, then you earn the right to to give that person advice, love, you know, compliments be, and, and they'll listen because you, you showed them love first. It's a big, it's the way you word things. Like you were saying, it's the way you do things, the way you listen, it matters and it can affect someone's life forever. So yeah. I think that's. Well, I think it's in this uh, society we have right now where everything's just, let me get my point across. There's so much not listening going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. There's more so just let me just get my point across. Let me try to sound so smart or, you know, sound a lot better than anybody else out there. You know, when you take the time to listen and understand people. And that's what I talk about a lot is learning stuff from every single person that you possibly can. There's always something that somebody has to bring to the table. Always going to have something to bring to the table no matter what it is. 
So taking the time to listen and learn something from that person, ask them more questions. Don't just like listen to, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. I got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, okay, uh, oh, let me, what about this? Yeah. You know, learn a little more about it and let them kind of just spew out what they know. Mm -hmm. Like people trust you, but then you learn something too. And that's, that's really what it is, is I really have this um, yearning to learn more and to understand people. I don't know. I, I think that that enables you to um, to be yourself more, be unapologetic and to increase your intelligence and, and understanding of life. I, I brought this up in another podcast, but Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, two people I just absolutely love, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Joe Rogan. And the reason I love both these guys is because they just listen to everybody. Like they'll listen to straight stupid stuff and very intelligent stuff. And they grab their theories out of all the intelligence they have and what they've what they've captured and listened to other people. So like Neil deGrasse Tyson, one of the coolest interviews I ever seen of him is him him someone asked him in a conference they're like why are you so smart he's like i'll tell you because i listen to everybody he didn't say because he's studied and he's this and that because he has but he's like if someone tells me god exists okay i I can't say he doesn't because the universe is so vast and there's so many things that could happen out there for me to say that he doesn't is ignorant and so he, like him saying, he's a scientist believing in God. I was like, wow. I was like, we're, we're not denying him. Mm-hmm. For me, that was powerful because it was, he just listens. And Joe Rogan does the same thing. He, I love <laughs> Joe Rogan listens to everybody. And he just, you can hate him or love him, but he just listens and he just takes in all this information. And with that, A, you earn people's trust and love. And B, you learn a lot. Mm. So I think that's a big Factor. I've been reading from the book uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, that's a good book. Great book. Huge, huge, important tra- chapter was the one about listening. Yep. Listening and retaining information. When you do that, you earn people's trust, like you were mm-hmm. saying. I, I hate the concept of like clicks of people because, you know, you, you can limit yourself to one person, one group of people. But if you really listen to someone, you can find out that you're a lot more like a lot of different yeah. people than you really think. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a football guy, sports guy, blah, 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 blah. You sit me in a group of freaking band singers and freaking theater dudes. And I promise you'll have them laughing in 15 minutes because I, <laughs> I like that, you know, like I, I like aspects of of each area of life. And all you have to do is just focus on, on other people and what the, and what they like too. And it just opens them up. Well, and a lot of times we'll just, we'll start it off like, okay, this person is got tattoos or this person has, you know, some other shirt that has some writing that offends me or something like that. I'm not even mm. going to give this guy the time of day mm. when it's like, why don't you just take the time to talk to him and listen to him? And that's mm-hmm. hard to do. Right? It is. It's hard to do, especially if there's things that you are so emotionally against mm-hmm. to take the time to be like, I'm going to go talk to this person, you know, and ask this person some questions about their life and understand them. You know, that's a hard thing to do when you're so against it. But if you take the time to learn from other people and actually talk to them, you, you, you learn something and you, and you figure out, 
you learn things about yourself and learn things mm. about that person that is because people have people have things that happen to them in their life that directed them down that path mm-hmm. right and maybe they even if their stance is a certain way it's most of the time because of what their culture molded them to be mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily what that person believes in mm, amen and so you if you take the time to talk to them you mm. start to realize okay this person's really not this way you know and so you know i don't know it's no i agree i think and I, f- I feel like so far what we've talked about is like we, we went from talking about unapologetic to ourselves and then we kind of jumped into how do we accept other people for being their unapologetic self mm-hmm. because it goes it gets hard well, yeah it's hard how can i just be unapologetic and like yeah i'm a yeah. badass so yeah accept yeah. me but how am i gonna accept this guy that you know, who knows what he looks like, but yeah. like, I bet you he's an asshole. No, yeah. you're going to accept him too and like let him be his mm-hmm. unapologetic self, even mm-hmm. though it might not vibe with you. I was, I was, I was just going to say what you <laughs> brought up, John, was like that tied in. It really does tie in everything because we, to be unapologetic and really find out who you are, you, you have to do that with, you have to let that happen in, in other people. And I know that you listening to me and and helping me directly helped you be yeah. you know more Absolutely. more unapologetic so i i love yeah. that you said that because it does it ties right back into you know loving who you are loving yourself and then listening and loving others mm-hmm. and that will truly put you in a position where you can be your best self and never apologize for what you do who you are and what you're becoming and it's a beautiful cycle. It is. And it never, the whole it's point fantastic. is that it doesn't stop. It doesn't. It doesn't stop because the more you become unapologetic about yourself, you can appreciate others. And then, oh my gosh, I appreciate others and I love mm. myself for doing that. And then I'm going to mm. grow off of this. And it all ties in together. You know what sucks though? What sucks? You got to keep doing it. Oh my gosh. Or you'll lose it. Yep. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like I've like tried to cut my heart. I've tried to like, <laughs> I've tried to like, just ice oh. over the heart oh. you know Ouch. and and then you kind of you lose not that you lose it but you you do i mean once you stop listening to people loving loving people then it's harder for you to be yourself and you become less you know i don't know for at least that's that's my opinion like when mm-hmm. i've loved less and been less accepting it just it harms me and then i'm unable to be who I truly want to be. So, so question process. for you guys then, what is the first step? Ooh. What is the first step of being unapologetic for yourself or to yourself? I would say in my opinion, I think we all should say our, okay. our opinion. My, my sure. opinion is back to my story is lo- um, loving yourself, accepting mm-hmm. who you are, Right. And I've talked about this in a lot of other podcasts. That doesn't mean, you know, you know, loving all the bad things you do and being okay with them, but it does mean accepting where you're at, who you are and loving yourself and, and just being at peace with who you are. Doesn't mean that you're satisfied or that you're going to, you're, you know, you're fine with being here and you don't want to go anywhere else. You don't want to get better. It just means, I love Bo. Yeah. I know who I am. I love this guy. And that, that for me, that opened up the door to where I could say, Oh, 
I love you, John. How you know, like what what's a, what's going on with you? And and then it just builds, like you were saying, Tanila, mm-hmm. it builds off of that. So for me, that's where it started is just that self-love. And that's maybe because I was lacking that, you know, and that's why it started there for me. But that was a big part of it for me. Well, I think that I agree with that. I, I was gonna say the same yeah. thing. Love yourself first, um, accept yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I think also is one thing that I've always struggled with is that um, this concept or this idea that I'm going to arrive somewhere, mm. I'm going to hit a pinnacle. I'm going to be this, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just going to get there. And this yeah. is, and this is, and this is, I'm going to figure, I'm going to have life figured out. <laughs> mm. I've, I've just decided that um, to always have an open mind mm. is important. So loving yourself and having an open mind um, about open different mind. ideas, about, you know, different concepts about different people hmm. um, and just being willing to um, accept love and to give love to others. The more you mm-hmm. learn, the less, you know, yep. at least for me, like the more stuff I learn about the universe, I'm like, Oh my goodness, we are nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. No one knows anything. Well, and, it, and it's, it's too, it's like when you, some people are afraid to express themselves because you may look like you fit a certain mold. I may look like a, I don't know, normal Utah dad, a manly man. Normal Utah LDS. <laughs> normal Utah LDS man that's not going to be willing to listen to some really just crazy ideas. But being willing. Think again. <laughs> He's ready to party. <laughs> but it's more so just oh, it's 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 inviting it though it's like it's hard to it's like giving that person an opportunity to express themselves knowing that i don't know some just have this aura of non-judgment to that person so they feel that they can express themselves mm-hmm. and allowing that to happen and then not being judgmental when they say and just saying oh that's interesting and learning stuff okay, legit like i genuinely feel good learning things from other people and having people talk to you and having just that open mind to be willing to do that because you learn something absolutely and and also you don't have to be the solution be a part of their process mm. because if you're trying to be the solution i can mm. fix this mm. i yep. can help you be mm. this thing mm. or be this person that you want to be mm. it's their journey yep. help them be a part of the process be supportive be loving because after what you guys said as well, I have to agree. You have to learn how to love yourself first. Um, you can't be unapologetic about who you are if you don't love who you are. And, and I yeah. – go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a process. It's like – I don't think it ever you know, ri- arrive. Sometimes it's, just, it's about enduring it, yeah. not just finding it. And I, I've said it multiple times and I'll keep saying it, but like only you know who you are down to the core yep. and and that sometimes is a hard pill to swallow i know i've cried multiple nights just having that thought of no one's ever going to truly understand me mm. or no one's ever going to feel these feelings like sometimes i'm like oh that's not fair and other times i'm like i just wish someone could like really understand with me um but i have uh, actually this song that's by b mike uh, and it's called love myself And sometimes I listen to it because it's like I, the song is like, hey, you're not going to love me. It's all right. I'm going to love myself. All right. You're not going to love me. It's okay. I'm going to love myself. Mm. And that sounds so cheesy, but sometimes I need to hear it at the end of the day. 
that like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I am going to love myself because there is nothing today that I did that wasn't what True Tenille wanted. (laughs) Can you do that? Can you say that at the end of the day? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard for me. Sometimes I do appease other people. I'll say like, sure. When really I just want to say like, no, or F off. Like I (laughs) want to be alone, you know? And so like if at the end of the day you get to the point where each day you're going to be like, yeah, I was just me today. Well, that, that brings up a freaking good point because I think one of the, you know, adding on to this whole conversation, um, one of the best ways you, you know, can continue to be unapologetic is do what you want. (laughs) I know um, it sounds stupid, but Mm -hmm. it's like, don't do shit you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about oh, for all you boys out there doing the dishes, you got to do dishes, even though you don't want to do dishes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But like, <laughs> don't do things you don't want to do, right? If you if you truly want to learn something, go learn it. Yeah. You know, if you if someone's asking you to do something and you're just and you have to think about it and you're like, oh, do I really want to do this? And it's not mm-hmm. fear based or anxiety based or you know, like it's not just you being a hermit and not wanting to. You know, and just letting things, you know, anxiety hold you back. But when, if you just really don't want to do something, don't do it because yeah. it's not going to, it's not going to help you be yourself. You're going to have to be someone else. It could be emotional. I can't explain stint- it, well. it. Emotionally stinting. Yeah. I can't explain it, but you get it. I mean, yeah. kind of hard for me to explain, but I've, that's helped me a lot. Just, just doing, doing things that I want to do and, not doing things for other people. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's a, that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to do because I played football maybe for myself or maybe for my dad. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, I, there's, there's things in my life that I've done that I've just gone with, but I'm like deep down, I'm like, Hmm. You you did you know? them you did them to hopefully get yeah. some sort of um, reinforcement from uh-huh. somebody else like hey uh-huh. conditional love conditional yes yeah. yes so, oh gosh we so need a whole podcast on conditional love we really do we do do be conditional <laughs> oh you guys you gonna stay with me you love me what if I lost my job I have no money you still love me you still love me failure <laughs> um. It's conditional love. Yeah, but sorry. All right. Actually, something my therapist told me that it was actually an assignment for a week that I had to do. And I had an alarm on my phone. It was really, I thought it was the most gross assignment. It was so hard for me to do. But it was so easy. It's so easy now. Every, like, twice a day, have an alarm on your phone. And it's literally to check in on yourself. Mm. Have you ever just stopped Mm. and closed your eyes and be like, (laughs) Neil? How you doing, bud? What are you feeling? Hey there, bud. How you doing? Emotions are going through your head. Are you happy? Are you you just hungry? Like, what's what's going on here? What are you upset about? Why are you upset right now? And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel anxiety in my chest. Why do I have anxiety? Because there'd be times at the end of the day where I'm like, why am I so stressed out? I did nothing. And I'm like, oh, that one text message, I didn't deal with that. Mm. I suppressed it, you know, or something like that. Twice a day, set an alarm on your phone. And it's so weird how much it changed my day to check in on me because I'm so concerned about checking in on Everybody. others. Well, me, me and John have talked about this driving, but like, <laughs> no, and, I, and I've never set alarms, but like, I'll be driving and I'll, my shoulders, I'm like, oh my gosh, like just relax. And I like let my shoulders down. I'm like, freaking, I am, 
I'm like this all day. And, yeah, and I'm just like, so oh gosh, just like relax, bro. Chill. Like if you, if you just think about it for a second, just think about, you know, what's going on with you, your shoulders will relax. You'll just like breathe for a second, but we get, we get so lost in the day. Mm-hmm. We just forget to just take time for us. And yep. That's big, that's yeah. big time. I can relate. Well, and it brings me back to a pinnacle in my life. I've talked about this multiple times where I didn't care about anything. Gosh. I had long hair, Damn. wore sleeveless shirts, gym shorts, and it was like. This sounds nice. It's so great. All the time. Awesome. And it was like, it was just, a, it was, and I remember it in my mind so vividly because it was a part of my life where I literally did not care about anything. And my mindset always went to, because my mind would always go to, oh, if I do this, somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna judge me, or somebody's gonna see this, or somebody's gonna do that. And then I, my, and then I went to this point where I was just like, I don't okay. care. Like I hope they do. Like I honestly <laughs> do not care whatsoever Good. what other people, because I, and I always went to, I know who I am. Mm. Gosh, I just realized that. That's literally what it was. It's like I know who I am. And God knows who I am. Mm. That's how it was. Mm. Because my relationship with God is important to me. And so it was always like, Mm. God knows my heart. Mm. And I know Mm. my heart. And that's all that matters in life. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And and these people can see me doing something. Or these people can see, or somebody can hear me saying something and misinterpret it in a certain way. And And I can have so much anxiety about what that is or anxiety about others people what they're gonna say or what their judgments are gonna be about me but then at the same point i know my heart mm-hmm. i know where, where i my mindset was at that point mm. and what mm, i meant by that and that's all that matters wow that's i love that they do oh that's, my and it's hard to reach that because listen i went through it i did it for a good two years and i lost it and i've been trying to find it again and it's harder. It feels like harder when you're you, you know, in, a, in, a prof, in a profession, you know what I mean, that you're just always trying to please people. You might you know be sucked I mean? into a routine as well. Uh, yeah, Simple routine. You know, or, or, you, or you have your wife and you got your kids and you want your kids to have a certain um, outlook on how mm-hmm. you are. So you're trying to impress them or you're trying to impress your dad or there's a lot of things. You're trying to impress your bishop, trying to impress your next door neighbor. You're trying to impress Bo about me getting a Tesla or something like that. And he's not very impressed by Honestly, you know what helps me? I've just been doing this lately. I told you guys about it. I go to work and dress in my work clothes. And in my truck, I put my boots and jorts 90% of the time. Jorts, they're jean shorts. I forgot. Mm. Um, and then backwards hat. Sometimes I cut off and I get, I undress in the parking lot of my work and I put on my cutoff, my jorts, boots, Mm. my hat, and I just, and I drive away. Mm. And for me, yeah, it does. For me, it's like, this is Bo. And and I don't, and that's one thing that I've done is I don't care what I look like. And I, and I love it. And I just dress however I want. And I'll go wherever I want. And that that's one thing. I think the more you do little things like that, it can not dressing, but like that's me. Like I yeah. my personality comes out in my dress, right? So that when you do a little thing like Expression that, almost. I walk mm-hmm. into the gas station, people are looking at me like, 
is that did he get done working out but he's in boots i don't like what is he doing and i just love it people look at me i'm like what's up dude i'm just like i love it Mm -hmm. right and that and that makes me feel like Bo and I, and I don't apologize for it. And so maybe not, you don't have to be your full self, but doing little things like that, doing, being yourself in certain ways, um, and just accepting it and owning it, I feel like can help you on a large scale. Well, I think the way you dress is that is the person's first impression of who you are. (laughs) The way you dress is like your way of being like independence of like showing who Mm -hmm. you are. That's why I really hate schools that have dress codes because Mm -hmm. there's no individuality. Um, But huge shout out actually to my sister Tabitha because she's the same way. Um, She wears things where I look at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how, where did she like learn this? I don't know where she gets it from. None of us are like that. She'll wear this dress shirt and it'll have the biggest puffiest sleeves. sleeves. And I'm like, what are you doing? Where the hell did you get that? Like out of the 1800s (laughs) magazine or something like that. But she rocks it. She's a total babe. But it's because she has confidence behind it and she's unapologetic of it. Yeah, that's awesome. When you have the confidence behind it because you fully accepted of what the heck you're doing, (laughs) you are hot as hell. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. There's some people I never, ever would approach (laughs) because I'm like, what the hell are you wearing? You know, like, I'm just like, I don't know. We probably have nothing in common. But as soon as I see some confidence behind it, I'm like, okay, let's talk. Let's chat. I feel like, I feel like John does that with his, um, with what he says, like what he, what he talks about. Like he'll say, (laughs) he'll say stuff. He doesn't give a shit what anyone says, what anyone thinks. He'll say something and just walk away and you're like, He'll do that or he'll say something and he'll have the biggest smile on his face because he knows he just rocks the world. I love it. I love it. And I mean, maybe you don't recognize it, but like you just say what you want and you're just, you're about it. Right. And like me, maybe it's hard for me to say what I want sometimes, but I dress like whatever the F I want. There you go. You know? And so. It's your expression. Yeah. Express yourself, express your true self as much as you can without going to jail. Basically, right? You know, there you go. I think that's, I think that's a big deal. Uh, I think that the more, the more you're your true self, the happier life's going to be. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this is the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you for coming. Um, Jonathan, could you please give the prayer Mm. to the Lord? Wrap it up. (laughs) Thank you. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. We are grateful here. <laughs> yes, I like a tiger. Yes, very good. Very good. Very good. Awesome powers fascist. Very hot, hot, hot. Are they tight like a tiger? Be unapologetic. 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 Be unap